Hey everyone, welcome to episode 225 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. Last week I mentioned that for only the second time since the mid-1900s when storm naming became a thing, we were running out of the traditional names in the English alphabet and that with four storms spinning in the Atlantic and Gulf, that the plan B of naming storms using the Greek alphabet would be likely, if not imminent. Fast forward a week, and guess what? There are still three storms spinning in the Atlantic, all but one of them with new names. And we have progressed to beta in that new naming progression. Alpha has already been here and gone. But there is some good news, however. According to NOAA, all three, there aren't any new All three are still there, but there aren't any new tropical disturbances expected, at least for the next five days. And the last two days have felt a lot like fall here in central Florida, and it has been glorious. A little foretaste of fall, hurricane season winding down, both can give us a little something to look forward to and enjoy. Because I think we can all use a little more of that, something to look forward to and enjoy in our forecast. Now, I was hoping that we would all be together again this week because Andy wrapped up our current Simply Gospel series with an amazing message. And you should not miss it. If you haven't heard it, if you haven't seen it, please go to the website, listen to Speaking of Grace, and make sure you catch that message. Don't miss it. But I found myself this afternoon due to an afternoon and evening migraine Well, I'm just sitting here alone in my home studio. It's about midnight, and here I am, recording this week's episode solo. Just was in no shape this afternoon, and we usually tape the podcast on Tuesday afternoons to uh, send an invitation to Jeff and Andy to join me. So, given that I was trying to think of how I should approach this episode, knowing that I was going to be doing it solo, and I decided that I was going to do something that we've only done, I believe, one other time. And that is simply to just talk through the whole life talk, the whole life takeaways from this past week. Now, I hope that you'll make this a conversation and take a moment and send me your gut reactions or your contemplated takes. Which, you know, whenever you hear, whenever you have time to think about it, whenever you have time to respond from these same questions. Of course, these are the questions that we put out every single week. Andy or whoever the message giver is comes up with these questions just for something else that we can talk about, things we can contemplate and ways to go deeper into the subject. So, you know, where do we think alike or feel alike? Where do we differ? What did I miss or what did Andy miss with this message that you think is important? And, you know, I've decided to do it this way because I've talked to many of you just really in chance encounters. It's been kind of amazing how many of you I've run into in different places. Uh, I've talked to you by text, even the phone. I mean, You've told me that you've enjoyed the podcast even more during COVID. And for some of you, it's because you have more time to actually listen. Some of you are just really missing. And I would say some, probably most of us are really missing the interaction and the conversations that we would normally have each week in the in the lobby, in our kids' classrooms, in the parking lot, um, sitting in the worship center before the program begins. Whatever the case may be, I hope that you'll reach out this week after hearing these ideas about our takeaways and share with me and maybe the rest of us listening what we can learn from you and maybe how you can uplift us, which I'm hoping that I'll do the same today. So, of course, you can send a voicemail or a text to 407-965-1607 or send the email podcast at wholelife.church. Someone tried to send me an email. Um, It's probably been a month now. 
And like he keeps coming back. They had my text, my phone number, and they sent me a text and said, "I can't send this." And I'm like, "Podcast at wholelife dot church." We're all expecting the usual dot com or dot org, and those just don't work. So it's wholelife dot church. Podcast at wholelife dot church. Now, of course, I would love to read your responses on next week's episode, or I would play your voicemail for everyone to hear, so we could all enjoy hearing it in your very own voice. You can also reach out to me and just ask me not to share, and I'll respect those wishes, but would be most honored just to hear from you either way. So if you wanted to send me something and say, hey, something you said resonated with me, and but I don't want to share, do it that way too. Either way, send it to me. I'd love to hear what you're thinking. All right, I'm going to read this, all of these, and give you my gut reaction. I have read each in advance, but I haven't really taken the time as I normally would to formulate ideas or read Bible text to prepare an answer, or at least a direction of thought that I think we should take the conversation each week. So hopefully you all still tune in next week, despite my answers, because honestly, I thought, you know, why not just do this from the gut and see what, see what happens, see what comes up like a real conversation would one of those lobby conversations where someone asks you a question and you're not prepared. You didn't know it was coming. I mean, you get a little idea of what I put Jeff and Andy through every single week because I never let them know what I'm thinking, where I think I'm going to go. And we don't always go there, but, you know, we let the conversation be organic. But I always try to have a few things or a few surprises planned. So, all right, let's get to it. The first whole life takeaway asked, what do you think of when you hear the title or when you heard maybe the title of this series, Simply Gospel? And I didn't know um, what Jeff was going to use in the opening, in the first message about Simply Orange Juice, which, you know, hate to plug them because, you know, they're not sponsoring the podcast, I think. They could, you know, if you're listening and or you know someone from Simply Orange, you know, hey, give them a plug and say, this is pretty cool. Like our logo is orange, got some orange in it. And, you know, maybe there's something we can work out. But I really thought, honestly, of the... (laughs) I really thought of the orange juice and then his story about coming to Florida, growing up in Wisconsin. Jeff and I share that in common. We both grew up in Wisconsin and um, I like Jeff in his story growing up. I, I couldn't tell you the first time I had fresh squeezed orange juice and we always had concentrate from the can. I mean, that was one of my jobs. A lot of times was to make the orange juice thawed out or if it was too late right before breakfast and, you know, someone wants orange juice, you got to dig it out of the freezer, let it sit under the hot water or put it in a a kettle with hot water. And so you can at least get the top off and then try to get it all mushed about. And then if you put ice in it, you know, that isn't going to, that always waters it down. And then it's even less good than it was in the first place. So that was just a, I guess it was something that our life experience is kind of meshed together there. So it just made me chuckle, kind of gave me the warm and fuzzies inside thinking about some of those times from my youth or my early days. But Simply Gospel, then, if I'm just thinking about it now, just off the top of my head, Simply Gospel, so often, and we talk about this all the time here on the podcast, I think we talk about it quite a bit just at church. And I think about it a lot, about how much of the gospel that I love and the parts of the gospel that I love, but how many of those pieces are pieces that are, oh man, things that are just tradition, things that have entered into the conversation, into our minds as a way of doing things that so often is anything but simple. 
And for most of us, we can try, uh, track that back to people, places, situations. And sometimes, you know, I, I think we give things a bad rap where we just, oh, we tried to make that too much rule based or, and, you know, it just, it's too heavy. And a lot of times, I think those come out of situations that are very difficult to just come up with an answer or to not address it in a way that we have some type of resolution. And unfortunately, sometimes those rules are the outcomes of something that was maybe very serious, very you know hurtful to someone. And that that's what we came up with. And so, but it's when those rules just get to be God and like, we can't ever look at it again. We can't ever look at another situation. This is just a rule that applies with a broad brushstroke over everything, I think is where we really get into trouble. So Simply Gospel is just a, it was refreshing. <laughs> and I know that's why Jeff used the analogy, but it was, it's simply refreshing, like a nice ice cold glass of fresh squeezed orange juice. And if you don't like fresh squeezed orange juice, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, like down south here, what you guys are all into, uh, oof, I don't know how you guys drink that, but uh, sweet tea or, you know, the Arnold Palmer, oof, not, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. But whatever your refreshing drink is, think of it that way and like how simple it is. And man, if we could just look at the rest of it this way, when we think about the gospel, how much more inviting it is to offer that to somebody else when it's just simply gospel. You don't have to explain any, like you don't have to explain a glass of fresh squeezed, cold, ice cold orange juice to anybody, right? They know what it is. And they're just like, oh man, that's going to be so good. Or the sweet tea or whatever their favorite drink. You don't have to explain it. They know it. And I think the gospel can be a lot more that way than we typically allow it to be. All right. Number two, how has the default human function of, oh boy, I perform, I achieve, I obey, therefore I'm accepted. How has that default function infiltrated your life? You know, it probably infiltrates my life more than I realize. It probably does it more than I think. If it does it any more than I think, it's already more than I want. So maybe that's my initial reaction is growing up, especially in the Midwest, you know, I've talked about this a lot. It was it was very conservative. And I'm not saying conservative is necessarily a bad thing, but it was it was to the point of, you know, denominationalism. And basically, because this is the way it's always been done, this is the way it works for me, this is, you know, so many times when things were biblical and then later in life you figure out that that really wasn't biblical, it was an interpretation of a biblical passage that seemed right to whoever it was that was handing out the rules that day. So I think, you know, how has it infiltrated your life? Maybe the, the question is, how can you keep this? default human function of I perform, I achieve, I obey, therefore I'm accepted. How can we keep it from infiltrating our lives? Or how can we be more aware of the things in this function that do? And when they do, do we have anything that we can oppose them with to kind of keep ourselves on track? Because I think it comes into, I mean, I'll just find myself thinking really weird things about about religion, about God, about my personal performance or achievements or lack thereof. 
And I find myself getting wrapped up in those sometimes. And of course, it's the devil just trying to set back or to control or to steer me. And after I do that, I go, where in the world is that coming from? That has been not part of my life for such a long time. And yet, you know, I'm 49 years old and here this is here. It still comes up and it's not always when I was thinking about it, but it's not always when it's just a low time or maybe one of the valleys of life. You know, I think when you start to realize these happen more than we think and you start to watch for them, I think the devil just works that much harder because once you are onto it, it takes away the easiest thing that he has in his arsenal to trip us up. So maybe just being aware of it and then just thinking, how can I how can I not fall into this trap every time? And for me, there's a few Bible verses that I go to. Um, I love Psalms 40. The whole chapter and the message is one of my favorites. And for whatever reason, that is just a pick me up no matter any time I get to that point. So if you've never read it in the message, Psalms chapter 40, I really, really enjoy it. And it's one that continually, no matter how many times I read it, no matter how many times it's like, ugh, this is worse than the last time. It always seems to make me feel better. Calm me down, kind of get me reset on course. So let me know if you have one. You know, how do you do this? And is there a verse, a Bible text, a book, a saying, something somebody told you, words of wisdom? What is it that helps you with this infiltration? All right. Why do you think the default, number three, why do you think the default is so easy to adopt? Oh, man. I, I honestly don't know the answer to that question, to be perfectly frank, because you know, we've talked about it. I've talked about it with Jeff and Andy because that's usually where I come back to is why do these things that we know in our hearts, we know they're biblical, we know this is the true, oh man, the true vision of God that we should be seeing, someone who loves us and takes care of us. The gospel is simple. We add to it. We know all this. And why is it that, why is this default of I perform, I achieve, and I obey, therefore I'm accepted so easy? Because I think it's it's still, and I don't want to say this necessarily of whole life church, because I can't say that I've ever felt that from, uh, I'm not going to say I never felt it from anyone individually within the church, because I have. But as a whole, I don't feel like that is the direction that our church is. I don't believe that that's the majority of our members. I don't believe that anyone on our staff has never made me feel that way. But for me, just just personally, I think it's so easy to adopt because it, it's just – it's what's normal. It's the way so many of us were raised and it's the way so many Christians still act and still talk about the gospel and all these things that we have to do. And, you know, again, the devil just drives that wedge in so tight to this that it makes it hard to just not easily fall back and and not even a conscious decision. Just this is just kind of how it goes. And this is just where my mind goes when you're having, you know, one of those days, one of those weeks, you know, one of those just feelings. So I think it's just because just like anything else. What you think, those old feelings, those, those, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's things that we were taught by our parents or, you know, our Sabbath school teacher when we were young. It's, um, 
Sorry, I just had to plug in my laptop here before I realized it was going dead. I'm not going to edit anything out tonight, so you guys are going to get a little bit of everything um, because it's late and I don't really have time. So that was me plugging in the laptop before it goes dead in the middle of this uh, middle of recording. So I think it's just so easy to slide back into them and that this becomes our default. And again, I think it's just a realization that as we grow in our relationship, it's easier to see it. But then am I going to actually take the time to help myself and count or count on God to help me work through it? And here's I just wanted to say, I think here is where if you have someone else that is like minded, could be your spouse, could be a friend, could be someone, an acquaintance, a coworker, whoever. But if you have someone else that is, is on that same path and really wants to avoid those pitfalls, if you have someone that can help you along with that, when you're feeling that way, I think words of affirmation, I mean, it's so hard now with COVID and, and people not being together and people, you know, and, and there's a legitimate reason to have some fear and to have apprehension. But I think if we totally sequester ourselves, like I've seen so many do, just from the sheer fear of it, you lose those connections and you lose those people that you've learned to you know, they, they sometimes they do it without even thinking. And I think we do it and help other people when we're not thinking, when we're in a good place and we're watching out for it. It's easy to not even have to pick it out specifically, but you just being in conversation and people looking at you going, man, whew, I'm just watching Randy or I'm watching so-and-so. And it just makes me feel better to see that someone else is realizing this and staying on top of it. And man, yeah, I, I can do this too. I can do this too. And I think... That's a big part of what's been missing in so much of our lives lately, just due to COVID and all of the craziness and all of the separation that we've had as a, not just a church, but as a society in general. So, all right, number four, how do you feel about the, how two worshipers can both be seeking to live godly, God-honoring lives, but one from obligation and one in the gratitude for being uh, being accepted. And, you know, I think, and Annie went into this in the message and he can, you know, his explanation and uh, the way he laid it out was really, really good. But without going too much into detail, I think that this is maybe one thing that we get wrong really easy. And this is another one of those defaults where so many of us were taught that, you know, people that don't worship like you or they don't believe like you. I mean, you, you can pick your biblical argument or your denominational argument. I mean, we have 28 fundamental beliefs, and I'm pretty sure that there's plenty of us that could disagree on 26 or 27 of them without the added 28th. And so I, I don't think us looking at someone and trying to, you know, see if they're are they are they living God honoring lives from obligation or in gratitude for being accepted? And I think it's easier to to probably see than we think. But maybe the maybe the key here is no matter which way, if we're still living in a way that doesn't have us going back to defaults and we are out ahead of it, it's just easier to me anyway to just offer encouragement. Because even if you're the person that's living, 
your life as gratitude for being accepted or if, if you're the person that is doing it from obligation, it, it doesn't matter. Life is hard enough. I mean, we all need to be uplifted. We all need to have someone that is looking out for us, even if it's just the small conversations, the text message here and there, the phone call, the, you know, back when we could all get together, you know, the, the even the head nod across the you know, across the lobby when you didn't have time because you're chasing your kid. But just to know that that person was thinking about you, so much of that is the uplifting part. And so I think that we're all on, and, and I think you have here, you have one from obligation and one from gratitude. So maybe let's just say that that one is left and one is right on the scale, far left, far right on the scale of worshipers and where we are in our walks. I mean, does it matter where exactly? Because we're all in there somewhere. And if we all are just looking to uplift each other and to check in on each other, make sure we're all doing well. And uh, I had someone the other day, Stanton Reed, most of you may be, if you go to Whole Life, you would probably be, uh, be you would know who Stanton is. If you watch us online, you, he's a worship host a lot, of, a lot of times as well. Always has a smile on his face, always looking very GQ and... He texted me the other day out of the blue, and he's done this a couple times during COVID because we would always have conversations. Him and I taught in the same class uh, for a while, Sabbath school class, and he just sent me a quick text saying that he was thinking about me, and I appreciated it a ton. And it was exactly what I needed that day, even though at the very moment, I was like, oh, that's awesome. You know, I, I miss my friend Stanton, and that was really that was really great, and it made me feel good. But when I looked back the next day on the day that I'd had, and I realized what a true, a true impact it had, not only on that day, but on the following day for me. So, you know, these are the times where I think I, I personally don't feel any different about the person from obligation or the person from being accepted because I've been, I was taught the obligation part. I lived the obligation part. I hated the obligation part. It was why I was not on that scale or spectrum at all for a lot of years. So I think that we just have to feel the same way about both of them and just be Jesus Christ to them in the best possible way a broken, sinning human being can be. I guess that's my answer. So, all right, that's four down, four to go. We're halfway through. Who in your life has offered you unconditional love, acceptance, and forgiveness? And man, there's there's a, a handful of people that come to mind. Uh, a lot of them are family members. Uh, my wife makes the top of the list because um, she took on a she took on a man a whole pile of something when we met, and uh, I was in a weird man a weird place in my life and spiritually, just emotionally, personally, uh, my life was literally just a rolling dumpster fire and she just saw through it all. And, you know, she's been my rock ever since. And so you can't possibly put a price on having someone who is always perpetually 100% in your corner, looking out for you, not afraid to tell you when you're screwing up, not afraid to disagree. I mean, Heather has this gift of doing it all in a really loving, kind way. 
And I wish I could say that during our marriage, I've always reciprocated in that same tone. And I haven't because that's not my personality. I have much more of a of a temper and I have much I have much more. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what the word is I want to use, but to have someone like that. In your life, I know that I am doubly blessed because the thing that will diffuse me more so than anything is just her calmness and her and her love. And I know that it's always there. My parents have been those people in my life as well who've always, you know, in, in taking on different roles. Obviously, as a parent, you take on different roles at different times in your life. But, you know, they have always you know, they've always been in my corner. And that is, you know, that's something that not, again, not everybody has. So as we, as we think about the previous question and, you know, how do we see those people, you know, all we have to do is look at these people in our lives that have offered us these things and realize and look at their best qualities and emulate. And all those qualities, when we think about it, are all an emulation of Jesus. They are all characteristics of Jesus that they have maybe one or two of, maybe three, but someone that will, that you would identify has at least one of those qualities and they're very, very good at it. They're good at something in, in that spectrum. And so it's a good way for us to check ourselves and to go, man, you know, when they did that, when this person did that to me or supported me that way, that was maybe the most meaningful thing that's ever happened, at least in this part of my life. How can I do that? And how can I find that need in someone else that I can, you know, that I can fill that void? And so, you know, and the other thing is that who in your life has offered you those things? You know, if they're, if they're local, close, and, you know, you're not afraid of the, of the Rona with them, <laughs> give them a hug or at least give them the elbow and then, uh, you know, tell them how much that means to you and how much what their gifts in your life have brought to you personally. Or if they're long distance, you know, a good FaceTime or a Zoom call or, you know, Google Hangouts, whatever, get them on the line and let them know. Because, you know, you read stories every day. Today I read a story about a... a, a 28-year-old doctor and, um, you know, fought the coronavirus since July and finally succumbed to it. Perfectly healthy person. And it just makes you realize that, you know, while most people are going to get better, they're, you know, going to have mild symptoms. You know, 200, for 200,000 Americans, at least, that's not the case. That's not how it ended. And so even when that seems like a small amount compared to the 350, 60-odd million people that live in this country, there are still people that tomorrow morning are not going to get a chance to tell someone that what you've meant to me and what you've shown me in my life, the the good in me and for supporting me. And, you know, that's invaluable to be able to share that and to do that while that person is there to re to receive it. So think about those people and reach out. All right. Number five, what do you think about God before you believed, said, or had done anything reconciling you in all things to himself and Jesus? And that's a loaded question because I don't know, you know, the whole idea of God always has been here. You know, he's infinite and all these different things that we think we know about God and things that the Bible tells us about God. It's hard to 
it's hard to put those, it's hard to quantify those sometimes. And that before, you know, I was here to accept, before I was here to do anything good, bad, or indifferent, that, you know, the plan was that Jesus was going to bring all of us together in God. And that is just something that no matter how many times you hear it and no matter how many times you sit and think about it, it's always an amazing story. And it's one that I think, again, we sometimes take for granted because, well, we know that, right? That, that, that That's why we do everything. That's why we are trying to share the gospel. That's why we worry about, are we leading a good life? How do we how do we honor people? You know, how do we, you know, stay away from this performance achieving and acceptance and just take the gospel for what it is, a gift that can be give can only be given. It can't be worked for. And it, it's just so good. And so this is one that it's hard to put into words what you think about it, because it is it is just everything that means the most to us as Christians. And again, though, I think it can be just something we forget about because, well, yeah, that's a given. So maybe we don't sit and spend a lot of time thinking about it, but it's definitely worth, and this is one that I thought of before. I was like, what am I going to say for this? Because honestly, I did sit and think about it. And I just find myself going off and thinking about a ton of different things about how good God is and, you know, how amazing it is as a gift. And it's just hard to put into words, but if for nothing else, just stop and think about that. What do you think about God before you believed, you said, you did anything that he reconciled everything, every human being, good, bad, somewhere in between. And he just, he just reconciled all of us through the cross and through Jesus sacrifice. That's, that's one that, you know, we should probably sit down and just contemplate on more than we do. And it's something I think you ought to give it a try this week. Cause today, this evening, as I started to think about it, it made me smile, made me feel good inside. It's just not something that I'm not coming up with anything words that's words wise that seem to do it any justice. So, all right, two to go. How can you live in the freedom of the reality that you are accepted? Therefore I obey, man, this again is, it's a tough one, but it's getting easier because honestly, for me, I found that the less I worry about the accept or that I worry about the obeying part the acceptance just becomes easier to take. The less I worry about, oh my goodness, I can't believe I did that again. I can't believe that today. I said I wasn't going to do X, Y, or Z, and I did. I said that this was, you know, no, I'm just going to give it to God. I'm not going to think about it, not going to do it, not going to act on it. Whatever, whatever our favorite sin, whatever it is the devil knows that we're going to go to, whatever that default is, we can try all we want to avoid them, but you know, we're sinful creatures. And I can say that this, this has changed me is to just worry less about the obeying. Not that I just say, well, I'm just going to do whatever I want. And I still get upset when I don't do things the way I expect myself to do them, the way my family expects me to do them, the way others expect me to do them. And certainly the way Jesus would expect me to do them. But if you beat yourself up, it just, man, for me, it, it did nothing but drag me further and further back, making the road back to just a zero that much harder, that much steeper, that much longer to get there. So I really started to focus on 
and it sounds maybe childish, but to, to me, at the end of my day, I always try to just kind of analyze, not not picking, not not uh, not negative self-talk, just, oof, wish I could have done this better. I wish I could have this, done this better. Ask for forgiveness and ask for just the Holy Spirit to come and to change those parts within us and to be the little voice that says, oop, boop, 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 this is exactly what you did last week or this is what happened yesterday. And you remember how that one ended, right? Can we Can we try to do this a different way? Even if it's a stop and a pause, it's usually enough to help at least make the outcome feel like there's progress. And I think those are the small steps that, you know, we never see. It's like investing. If you tell someone with $200 in their account that they had a 10% return, they're mad because it was nothing. If you tell someone with 200000 they got a 10% return, they're happy because the dollar amount looks good. It's the same return. It's the same stock market. It's the same you know, goal that everyone can have. I want to get a 10% return. Everyone should be happy, but it's when you look at the details and you have to understand them to make that seem the same thing. Well, that was a flashback from too many years of being a financial advisor. Sorry about that. But if you get a 10% return, I don't care what you have in your account, be happy. Okay. That's just a little tip. All right. So I think just focusing not so much on the obeying, but more on the accepting and just know that Man, today was not good. Today was an absolute killer. But hey, God still loves me and I'm okay. I'm okay. It's not about me. It's not what I do. It's what he did. And I know that's super hard to remember, but I think it's uh, it's worth our time. All right. Final one. Who do you know that could benefit from shifting the human default of I perform, therefore I obey to the reality of the gospel I am accepted, therefore I obey. And I can tell you there's someone that I've been um, friends with a long time who's struggling in this. And I don't know. I mean, I know what I want to say and I think I say. And someone who doesn't believe this is really, man, the struggle is so tough to watch. Because until you really understand this, and then accept it and then and then live it right there's multiple steps i think to this and if you're way back at you know i hear people say it i want to believe it i think it sounds great but i don't believe it then that makes it really really difficult because you can see every other decision that they make is predicated and based on this i don't know and eventually it's like, why, why would I try so hard if I don't know? Why would I continue to work towards this ideal if I'm not sure and I have to be in doubt of whether or not I have salvation and that I don't really trust the gospel for what God says it is? And I don't trust it because I've seen it warped and I've seen it manipulated and I've seen it turned on people for the wrong reasons by humans. And so how to get someone to, to see the gospel for what it is. And so I've been praying for this person and just praying that God can use me in some kind of way to, to plant a seed that the Holy Spirit can then do what it needs to, to, to grow and to flourish within this person and then you see that the devil is just right there working, you know, just as hard. Anything you can do, you know, the devil's going, I can do it just as well or if not better. And so it's where the trust just has to come down that the Holy Spirit is working whatever 
whatever you can do to help plant seeds and to be the, you know, to be Jesus to someone. So who do you know that could benefit? Maybe keep them in your prayers this week and ongoing, particularly now there's so many people that are struggling with everything that's going on with COVID, work-related, isolation-related, man, even marriages, suicides, all these things are increasing, marriages dissolving. And, you know, more than ever, people just need a little hope. And so, you know, maybe just say a quick prayer for that person and uh, maybe ask God how you can be the, you can be the true gospel, the simply gospel to that person. So, Anyway, that's it. Those are the questions. And I hope that uh, me talking my way through these and answering them will start a conversation again with you guys to see what you think. How did any of these make you feel when you watched the message? Was there something that you took away that, you know, these didn't really cover and would like to talk about? Send a voicemail or text again, 407-965-1607. Email podcast at church. And we've already gone over that, but I'd be happy to share any of your comments or voicemails on next week's episode. Again, this message was so good. You can watch it online at wholelife.church. You can listen by swiping up in today's show notes and clicking on the link to our Speaking of Grace. It's right there. It'll take you right to the podcast. And that comes out every Tuesday evening. So it's already there when you're listening this week to this episode It was already out yesterday. So this was a fantastic message. It's worth a first and a second listen. And I really hope it's sharing. Maybe that person that could benefit from shifting from the human default into acceptance, this would be a good one you could share with them. Because I thought Andy in this message really came home and hit home with a lot of great points and just ways I've just I've never heard them before. The stories, just the outline, the flow of the sermon. I think it went really, really well. And so definitely share that message. And if you want, share this episode too. This is just an honest conversation we're having. And maybe the next episode, after you guys send me your responses, it'd be great. That'd be something you can share. Super easy, right? We're on our phones probably more. Well, not probably. We're on our phones more than we should be. We're online more than we should be. And so why not share something positive with the gospel with someone that could really, really use it? All right. Our final thoughts. I just wanted to end this week with a couple of short sentences from Andy's message this past week. He said, and then there's the gospel. I am in Christ by his action and merit, all by his doing, his achieving and sacrificing. Long before I even saw the light of day, I am accepted, loved, forgiven, and therefore I obey. I seek to live a God-honoring life. And even then, any success I have is Christ in me, the hope of glory. Ooh, I love that last sentence. And even then, any success I have is Christ in me, the hope of glory. I mean, this is so hard for even this seasoned and lifelong Christian, grounded biblically in grace. But when you boil everything down, this is at the core of what we need to understand about God and his love for us. If we really are going to be a light for God and not a light for ourselves, because speaking self-truth right here, right now, that when my light shines on me, it does zero kingdom service. I am a broken sinner who, you know, even if this person that I've been talking about, he knows me from years past and he's seen so many changes for me and the better. But the truth is that that same person from so long ago, that's still me. In the basic, in the heart, in, you know, in the person of me, that's me. 
God has transformed so much in me, and yet there is so much more to go. And without him, every time you start doing it on, I start doing it on my own, I just see myself sliding backwards. And I love this week's message, just reminding us that no matter what we see on the outside of people, the same story of Christ in me, the hope of glory is true of each of us, every single one of us. And we all need to extend and have grace extended to us. What a different world we would be living in right now if even only Christians truly, truly believed this and they God-honoring life was more closer to a God-honoring life than not, and all realizing that Christ in me, the hope of glory. Man, that would be awesome. So again, please don't miss the message and please share it. I think it's if there's ever one to, sh- one to share, this was a great one. So we have, I have gone really long today, so I apologize for that. And um, But I didn't think it would take me this long, honestly. And then, well, here we are, not watching the clock. So, all right, next week we will be, for the second time this year, sharing a virtual communion. And that's going to happen this upcoming week as we find ourselves gathering at the table, once again, in a way that no one could have predicted. And I don't know exactly what is planned for this week, but the earlier uh, communion we did this year, my family had a blast. We made the communion bread and juice and we made the bread from scratch and everyone pitched in and we 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 joined in with everyone virtually on the service. And it was great. We We had a fantastic Sabbath all the way around because of it. So I would highly encourage you to join us this week. So I appreciate you guys all listening every week. That's going to do it for this week. As so as always, join us next Tuesday evening. It'll be Speaking of Grace. And of course, Wednesday morning as usual for episode 226. Thanks for listening and have a great week. And please, please, please send me what you're thinking about the questions. And I would love to share them next week. Would love to have a dialogue. All right, guys, have a great week. <laughs>